family. We're back this week for another episode of the Infinite Energy Podcast. This week, we're tackling the energy of aspiration from goal setting to goal getting. This episode is dedicated to that subject. Hi, we're sisters Kay and Chai, and we're the hosts of the Infinite Energy Podcast. We believe that everyone has the power to live a more energized, optimistic, and fulfilling life. In every episode, we share tips and techniques for harnessing your own power and creating the life you deserve. Get ready to ignite and discover the limitless power of Infinite Infinite Energy. We are thrilled to be back again for another episode of the Infinite Energy Podcast. Now, today we're covering a big subject that has a a lot of different subsects, and that is the energy of aspiration. And really, you know, we wanted to do a goal setting uh, episode for all of you and didn't want to bring it forward at the very beginning of the year since everybody's talking about that at that time. But here you find yourself as we round out the first quarter, hard to say already, of 2023, thinking about what are those goals, what are those aspirations, and where do we find the energy to complete and achieve them? You know, we we do well on this sometimes. We work on it on others, but we want to share a little bit just about what we've learned and what some of the science says in terms of this? You know, I think that maybe here on the Infinite Energy podcast, we need to get a uh, a sound effect for when we do the definition of the day. So I'll just create one. Here's our definition for aspiration. Okay. The definition, let's just lay it down of aspiration is a hope or ambition of achieving something a hope or ambition of achieving something, right? It's your desires. It's what you want. It's what you dream for. It's what you yearn to have. That's that energetic signature of aspiration. And we're all familiar with it, right? It's that that wanting, that yearning, that feeling, that aspiration. But it it tends to be somewhat in that feeling zone. And when when an aspiration turns into a goal, it means that it's gotten a little bit more quantifiable and a little bit actually obtainable for you rather than the ethereal type feeling feeling that an aspiration can bring. Well, everyone is equipped with aspirations, right? Human beings are given desire, right? If we didn't have desire, we wouldn't get after anything in our lives, right? You have a desire to cure that little hunger in your belly, right? And and oftentimes it can be driven by pain. But that aspiration and that desire is given to all of us equal, but goals are not. Shai, you actually gave a really shocking statistic earlier about goal setting. And I think that you had said that it's 99% of people don't set goals, right? Or 1% of people actually write them down. What was that yeah, statistic? Only 3% of the population sets goals and only 1% actually write their goals down. But what's crazy is that, get this, according to goal setting statistics, if you write down your goals, you're 42% more likely to achieve them. Like increasing your odds of achieving something by 42% simply by plucking it out of your mental field and writing it down here in the physical field. Like you should be taking those odds all day long, 42%. That is, those are great odds indeed, right? For increasing your chance of seeing that desire come to fruition. So you've been gifted just like every other human out there with a desire, with an aspiration, but only one to 3% of us are actually going to do anything about that. So be part of that one to 3%. And you might say, well, okay, ladies, I've got that. Like I have a goal. My goal is that I want to lose weight. 
okay, that's a great goal, I guess. But how do we quantify that? How do we bring that out of the mental and into the physical? If you were to create, a, a, you know, an action plan around that one thing, you would have to now go in and, and gather all these steps along the way in order to get from point A to point B. So make sure that your goal is maybe a little bit more specific than something quite so broad. I think many of us uh, have the tendency to mistake our aspirations for our goals. Right. And uh, uh, when we say a statement like, I want to lose weight, well, that's a hope, isn't it? That's a wish. You you hope to achieve something. That is an aspiration, right? If we look at the definition, we got to do, do the sound effect, please. We have another definition coming up. Excellent. <laughs> the definition of goal is the object of a person's ambition or effort an aim or desired result, desired result. So you hope to lose weight, a desired result would be a quantifiable amount, right? So we can see how goals are distilled from our aspirations and how we can pluck them from there. So that's like, I think step one is feeling that where is that natural desire, that natural yearning, and then how do I turn that into a desired result, right? How do I make that into something that I, that is quantifiable for me so that I know whether or not I achieved it? Because if we think about the aspiration, I want to lose weight, well, you could lose a pound and voila, there you go. You've lost weight. You could get in some tragic, severe accident and have a limb amputated. You've lost weight, but certainly not in the way that you were meaning or intending, right? So bringing that specific piece to play brings it out of that aspirational zone and now into the goal zone. You might be wondering, okay, I, I hear all of this, but snapping my aspirations from the mental field into the physical and creating goals out of that is a little difficult for me. How do I expand? Now, one thing that we love to do is to use the technique of visualization and future pacing. Give yourself the opportunity to just run yourself in the future. You have the desire and the aspiration to lose weight. What if you have achieved losing weight, what does that look like for you? If you've actually achieved that aspiration, let's just uh, imagine that you've gotten the object of your desire. What does that look like in your life? How do you feel? How are things different for you? You know, for me, I actually did this exercise back in 2018 and found out that I didn't want to lose weight at all. My goal wasn't really about losing weight, even though the aspiration started as I want to lose weight. It turned out that my goal was really to feel stronger and more secure in my body. And it turns out that being strong and more secure in myself didn't really have a whole lot to doing with losing weight. In fact, it, I had actually gained a lot of muscle. And so in that process, my weight loss looked a lot different than other people's paths. So getting clear as to what that outcome looked like allowed me to visualize what I really wanted so that I could create a goal that was in alignment with what I actually desired instead of maybe that aspiration I just threw out on a whim. Well, here on the Infinite Energy Podcast, we're always looking for those energetic activation points. And what Kate just demonstrated with that story is absolutely an energetic activation point because when we are activated energetically, we are motivated to move forward, to activate, to to take action, right? We feel inspired and pulled towards doing the things that we need to do rather than pushed or reluctantly, you know, volunteering ourselves <laughs> forward on a path. When we find that activation energy, that's motivation for us. And so this strategy here becomes find the activation energy for yourself by shifting that picture of want to lose weight to I want to feel stronger. And Kay, it was actually more specific than that. You had a very specific picture 
laser paint that brought this forward for you. Will you share that just for the benefit of the listener and the watcher here so we can understand what does this look like when you talk about future casting, how you want to feel? So I had a visualization of myself probably in my late 30s, early 40s. Right now I'm 30 years old. And I imagined that my probably around 12 or 11 year old daughter is running up to me and she comes to me and I extend my hand down and at her and around her. But as I bring my hand out and toward my daughter, I can feel the strength in my arms and in my shoulders and in my stance and in my posture. Not strength because I'm I'm strong in the moment, but strength that has been built from years of training and building that strength over time. And so I have this vision of this beautiful, graceful woman embracing this beautiful daughter and, and feeling her strength in that moment. But knowing that it was earned every single day over the course of almost a decade's time. Now that visualization, right, is so strong. Imagining a woman with poise in a very specific scenario is so much better than I want to lose weight, right? So we can see how this is motivating. The same thing with like, oh, I want to lose weight because it's healthy or I want to lose weight because I want to fit into my high school jeans again, right? Like that might seem silly, but if that's what's motivating for you, that's going to be such a better energetic activation center for you when you get specific and think into that. So it might seem very simple, and like it's easy to do the yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that one, right? I know write down your goals. I know have a specific outcome. But but if you're like we find ourselves sometimes where occasionally you know what's right and you're still not doing it, this might be the opportunity for you to think about what are some of those aspirations that have been floating around you right now that you want to capture and move into a goal and find some energetic activation points for yourself so that you can move those goals forward and ultimately become part of that 1% that achieves them. I love it. You're activating the energy of your very desires in order to see them manifest in your life. I mean, come on. Can you get enough of that? I certainly can. We are going to expand more on this topic as we come up. But first, let's hear a word from our sponsors. Hey family, we're back after a wonderful 31 day break. We've missed all of you so much, but we had a lot of fun and we created some cool things along the way. Social media detox has been one of the most beneficial self-care exercises that we found and we encourage you to try it out too. We've created more space in our life, more time with our family and more freedom to do things that are meaningful to us. Now we're back for the month of February, but we'll be off again for the month of March. And if a social media detox maybe interests you, we invite you to join us. Head over to knshy.com slash control the scroll and we'd love to have you on the way. In the meantime, we're back and we can't wait to connect with you today. One of our proudest business accomplishments is what we've been able to do with Squeeze In Franchising. The Squeeze In is a breakfast lunch restaurant featuring the best omelets on the planet and it's been around for almost 50 years and now you can have a Squeeze In in your community. We've seen how this business transformed our families and now we are so excited to offer this to families around the country to see how this little restaurant might change their family and their community. If you're wondering how to set up your adult children for legacy and success through a small business, then the Squeeze In is an option we urge you to consider. Come find out more about Squeeze In Franchising at squeezein.com. 
You're enjoying this episode on Angel Phoenix Productions Podcast Network. To explore our complete lineup of quality programs and media production services, head on over to angelphoenix.com or like our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Angel Phoenix Productions. Welcome back here as we talk about the energy of aspiration from goal setting to goal getting, really diving into what it is that we've learned along the way, plus some of the science and studies around taking those desires, those hopes, those dreams, those uh, uh, um, uh, vague yearnings for a future and turning them into quantifiable, measurable goals that excite you and then building a plan to move yourself forward into them. It seems complicated, but it's what we're doing all of the time with the things around us that we're already achieving. We just take it for granted. We certainly do. So when we take, we stop taking it for granted and take it with intention, we find ourselves being able to move our ball down the field faster than we were before. Now we talked a little bit about being inspired and having this aspiration, how we get clear on that aspiration and turn it into a goal that energizes us. Now, Shyla said it. So next up, let's talk a little bit about making a plan, making a plan for execution. Now, making a plan is one of those things that, again, <laughs> might give you that yeah, yeah, yeah energy. Or you might think, I don't have enough time to sit down and make a plan for a specific goal in my life. But we promise you that even if you end up deviating from that plan or changing the plan along the way, that having it in the first place can be one of the key difference makers between you actually achieving what you want and not. A plan provides several things that are helpful for you along this journey. For one, it provides you security. You've taken some time and some thought and some research into outlining and mapping how you think someone would travel to whatever this destination is that you want to go or this goal that you want to achieve. And there's security and certainty and knowing that you've done your research, the more that you do your perimeter check, as as our dad likes to say, right? The more that you do your recon, the more that you uh, get familiarize yourself with the industry, with the idea, with all of the the, the things that are around the goal that you want to achieve, the more that you're going to feel secure in knowing what the lingo is, what the cost is, what the outline is, how others have achieved it, who who the big winners are, who the losers are, right? So all of that can help you in that orientation. So your plan gives you security. It gives you clarity. And it gives you the ability to decide which road it is that you want to take because there are no goals out there that only have one road to achieving them. So don't let anyone sell you on the one way you have to do something. And all of them have different ways and routes to do that. And finding the one that works for you and that fills you with energy is the one that's ultimately going to lead you to success the most. Okay, I want to sell you on the value of making a plan just a little bit. So welcome, for- please, Kay, the saleswoman. <laughs> Here I am. Hello, welcome. I'm going to slick back my hair. I'm going to pull on my suspenders a little bit here and let's sell you on making a plan. So first and foremost, for my mamas out there, my fellow moms, I just want you to imagine not making a plan for the morning when you leave for a road trip. Imagine this, your kids are asking you what time you leave in the morning and you say, I don't know. You haven't planned how you're packing. You haven't planned whether there's gas in the car. You haven't planned whether there's snacks going on. Like even just talking about not having a plan for this is making me have the feeling of anxiety in my belly. I'm already thinking, but what's for lunch? What are you going to? Nope. You just leave. 
whenever you decide to, right? Okay, so the morning of a road trip, it's one of the most stressful times for a mom trying to get everybody out there. Okay, my dads and my fellas out there. Imagine making a sports play, right? You're you're like in a game, maybe you're softball or your pickup basketball game, or you're you're out there doing a football game, flag football with your team. And you go forward to go make a play with no plan. Your team doesn't talk about it. Your team doesn't come together. Your team doesn't huddle. You just go out there with zero plan at all. Do you think you're going to score on the other end of that? Probably not if you have no idea how you're going to tackle that next play. Now, when there's other people involved, it seems natural to make a plan. But when it's just us, it might seem frivolous or like it's something that we can't spend our valuable time on. But we promise you that just like the sports play or just like leaving for a road trip, your goals benefit from you at least having an idea of how you are going to execute. Because if not, it literally takes you from control to what can feel like chaos. Well, that was such a good teaching, Kay. And I'm reminded of how. Are you sold? I'm sold. Done. Okay. Boom. Lady in purple. (laughs) Thank God I get my commissions this month. (laughs) The children will eat another (laughs) evening. (laughs) Exactly. Um, You know, I'm reminded of the of the imagery that's the metaphor that's often brought forward that you know a ship in a harbor that's beautifully built, that's wonderfully equipped with all of the navigation tools in the world, will never make it out of the harbor without a captain at the wheel and a crew on the ship. And so thinking about our goals as this ship, and if you're the captain, your aspirations, are you laying in the cabin going, I hope we make it to England. (laughs) I wish we make it to England, right? We've got to get down into the goal part where we say we move down and we look at the map and we chart a course and we put our hands on the wheel and 99% of the time the ship is going to get there, right? It's never going to leave the harbor until that captain charts the course and gets behind the wheel. And that's what we want to do when we're setting our goals is is chart that course, at least a course, because (laughs) it's going to get you out of that harbor. And then who knows from there, oftentimes you look back and say nothing went according to plan, but you wouldn't have even gotten kicked off if you didn't have the plan. And so enough soapboxing about the importance (laughs) of the plan. We think that you know that and understand that as well, but we encourage you to not fall into the trap of wanting all of your conditions and surroundings to be perfectly right so that you can have the time and space to set your goals and write a plan. Like I'm going to have to meditate on a mountain for seven hours and then I'm going to have to come home to a clean house with with no emails in my inbox and all of my bills caught up and a fresh workout and all of the dishes done. And then then I will spend the 45 minutes to map out my goals and my plan. Well, you're never going to find that 45 minutes, right? Like something inevitably is always going to come up. So so squeeze in the time, make it happen. Done beats perfect, as we like to say, and then start charting that course and get behind that wheel. You know, it's easy to fall into that trap of wanting all of those circumstances to be perfect. So easy. In fact, I find my five-year-old falling into this trap right now. So she is really enjoying the idea of wishing on stars. Now, I can I, she can wish on a star and, and put her good intentions out into the universe. And I always wish on stars. So she's been seeing me do this. If I see a star in the sky, it, the first star I see every night, I will say out loud, starlight, star bright, first star I see tonight. I wish I may, I wish I might have this wish I wish tonight. Yes, I am in my 30s. And yes, I still say starlight, star bright. And you know what? It's a manifestation hack and it freaking works. Just going to say. Anyways, she's really into wishing on stars, but the conditions 
for star wishing have to be perfect. It is so interesting to watch this. So she'll hear me say the poem and then she'll say, well, well, mommy, I want to wish on a star. And I'm like, great. What's the first star that you see? That's the one you're going to wish on. Well, mommy, I think that's the one that you just saw. Okay, well, then find another star. What's that? Well, maybe somebody else already wished on that star. And so she has this idea that all the conditions for the star must be perfect before she can have the wish. So much so that this conversation started about seven days ago. But last night she came into my room and she said, Mommy, all of the stars in the sky have already been wished on. And I said, how do you know that, honey? But what she's doing is trying to make those conditions perfect enough to even allow herself the space to feel the energy of aspiration and desire. Now she's five, and so she's getting put into this trap without any conscious awareness. But hopefully, if you're listening to this podcast, you are seeking the conscious awareness of these things in your life, and maybe you can subvert yourself from falling into the same trap. So when we sit down to write the plan, it's important to do it in a way that's going to be energizing and positive for you, right? If you are our right-hand woman, Megan, Oh, Megan, we love you so much. So and, much. And if you're a longtime K and Shy family member, then you already know about Sister Megan <laughs> and our great love affair of her and, and great worship of her. She is an organization queen. And if and if she's gonna set a goal or write a plan, she's probably gonna put it into not one but several spreadsheets. She's also and she's gonna write it down on not one but several journals. And she's not gonna color code it with one but with several colors and post-its. And so you're getting the idea here. Now, a plan for someone like like me is like five things written down on a half piece of paper. <laughs> like maybe not even in any order, maybe even the bullets don't match. I might switch from bullets to numbers halfway through because that's how my brain works, but it's something that's written down that works for my brain. And so don't feel pressured into making the, the level 27 organization tabs if that's not your style, but getting some kind of plan forward absolutely should be part of your style because the statistics show that it works. Next up, we're gonna talk a little bit more about those statistics and the secret neuroscience hack that you can use to help you move the energy of aspiration into perspiration and ultimately into the creation of your dreams. We're talking leadership this week, and one of the organizations we are so proud to be at the helm of is the Neuroencoding Institute. We got to co-found the Neuroencoding Institute alongside Dr. Joseph McClendon III, amazing, world-renowned neuropsychologist and incredible mentor and teacher. If you're at all interested in learning more about what the Neuroencoding Institute does and what it can do for you, please visit neuroencoding.com. You're enjoying this episode on Angel Phoenix Productions Podcast Network. To explore a complete lineup of quality programs and media production services, head on over to angelphoenix.com or like our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Angel Phoenix Productions. All right, gang, we are back again for the energy of aspiration as we talk about setting goals and getting what you want most effectively and most quickly. First, we talked about taking those hopes, those aspirations and turning them into goals, something that's quantifiable. You're maybe even familiar with SMART goals. We're not going to go through that right now. It's a widely used vernacular um, and system that you can use for setting goals. But, but the primary purpose of something 
something like that is to get you to follow a system that makes a plan, which is what we then talked about was making your plan and then making it measurable. And 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 t- the T in SMART ends with time bound, which is something that we wanted to talk about here too as well. And, and bringing forward the importance of putting some kind of timing on your goals, whether it's in six months from now or in this week I'd like or at the end of my life I want to hear. But whatever that time is, that allows your brain to start moving in that direction towards a finish line. It gives it a goal to achieve, right? If it's, I I want to, um, you know, be rich, that's hard to achieve that quantifiable. And then we know we're talking about something like an aspiration. Once we put a time bound on it, earn X by this amount, we're really giving our brain something that can then chunk into steps to take in that for action towards that. One of my favorite time-bound hacks, at least for thinkers like me who struggle with steps that end up being too large. Sometimes we take the big chunk and then we chunk it into five chunks and even the five chunks is too many chunks. So I like to think about our goals, those steps and those time-bound checkmark boxes into daily actions. What are the things that I have to do today in order to make sure that I, in one year from now, am able to say I achieved what I'm looking to achieve? And finding those daily checkbox items can really be helpful for you. For example, one of my goals this year has been to get right with laundry. Many of you have heard my laundry saga. Uh, Eventually, Shyla and I are going to publish our first book. And don't worry, you'll get to read a whole chapter about my laundry saga. Uh, But this year has really been my focus on getting emotionally okay with the absolutely never-ending monster of laundry. But being able to put the be okay with laundry aspiration into something that's more measurable and, and more consumable for me, I have a goal of just completing one load of laundry every single day. Now, that bite-sized goal of one load of daily laundry ultimately achieves me the, the larger goal of getting right with my laundry from an emotional perspective, but it creates a daily action that I can take uh, that doesn't necessarily put it one month at a time or two months at a time, but really bite-sizes it so that action doesn't seem so difficult. Uh, and what I love about that too is, and then it doesn't pile up, right? Literally in terms of laundry, but also figuratively in terms of whatever it is that we're trying to achieve. And it doesn't really work with exercise. You sort of lose your 24 hours when the day is done. It's not like on Sunday, you can just like work out like a maniac <laughs> for 10 hours and that negates the rest of the week, right? But for lots of other things, we do do this where we'll pile it until it's so scary and it's so big that now it is something that has to be addressed. But break Breaking down our goals or our challenges into those smaller bite-sized pieces, I think gives us a better sense of control, which allows you to move forward because you have control and clarity about what the next step is, right? Like I might not be sure how to tackle the whole big mountain, but I know what the next step is. And so just doing that allows you to keep your, your anxiety and your feelings and your emotions in check and allows you to channel that energy into action, which then progresses you forward on the plan and towards your goals. And we know that that momentum will build more momentum, which then pushes you forward. Anybody who's ever lost weight knows once you see the first five or 10 pounds come off on the scale and you feel it in your body, you are so motivated to continue with your plan uh, because you've now seen some of those results. And so when we, we quest for that progress and we're able to see it and measure it and get those results, it's right in line with that same time bound piece. It's time bound and it's measurable. We, we're seeing the results because we're measuring our progress. Okay, so step one, 
get inspired and have an aspiration. Aw, we're all human. So you've already done this. Good job. You are amazing. Way to go. Step two, set yourself a goal. Get specific. What do you want? If you're feeling trouble getting yourself out of aspiration land and into a goal, use the powerful technique of visualization. Write down what you see in your mind's eye. Give yourself the gift of a little future pacing. If your goal or your aspiration was achieved, what would that look like? Step three, make a plan for achieving that goal. Maybe you're the type of person that can do your plan in larger milestones, or maybe you need your plan to be executed on a daily level in smaller bite-sized chunks. That's that's how I like to operate, but everybody's different. Your plan's going to be personal, but that's step three. Step four, hey oh, implement that plan. Actually work it. Your aspirations only come to fruition if you perspirate, if you work yourself through it, if you do a little bit of a sweat, if you get your nose to the grindstone. But on each step here, there is a secret neuroscience hack that you can use to help make every step of the way easier. Now, most of the time, many of us will get inspired. We'll do step one. We'll set the goal. We'll do step two. We'll do step three. We'll make that plan. We'll get into step four. We'll implement the plan. And then only when we've achieved said goal or aspiration, will we give ourselves the gift of celebration. We say, when I lose the 15 pounds, then I'll celebrate. But Celebration is a really key neuroscience hack for helping you not at the end, but every step of the way. Here's the thing about celebration, whether it's forced or genuine, any time that you celebrate, which we're not talking about throwing a champagne five course party dinner, we're talking about smiling, congratulating yourself, acknowledging your hard work and accomplishment, that level of celebration. Anytime that we do that, we release dopamine and all of those good chemicals inside of our brain and our brain goes, whatever that was, do that, do more of that. Whatever caused that, do more of that. And so if we're only doing that celebration at the very, very end, then do more of that is achieve. And we're not actually building the neuroscience and the, and the myelin sheath, if you may remember earlier from Infinite Energy Podcast, that allows those neural pathways to fire faster and stronger when you were trying to set the goal, work the, make the plan, work the plan, take the action, be consistent, and ultimately achieve that goal. So what do we want to do? We want to bring celebration out from the ending and insert it into every step of the way. Because if we say, oh my gosh, I went from hope to goal. Yes. And you celebrate that your brain goes, ooh, do more of that. Take more hopes and turn them into goals. And then as you look at those goals and you say, well, what are the actions that I can take? What have people in this field done? What is the plan that I can do? And you write down a plan, even if it's the five things that goes from bullets to numbers. And then you go, hey, good job, Shai. You wrote those down. Yes, way to go. Your brain goes, ooh, do more of that. Take more goals and make more plans. Do, do you see how this can cascade here? You could become a goal achieving machine by adding celebration to every step of the way. Well, Imagine giving yourself the gift of becoming that goal achieving machine, because not only would you reinforce the positive habit that you're looking to create, let's say that that's to eat better. And so you're taking this daily uh, action of cooking better meals and you're celebrating on the in-between, but you're building these blocks of achievement period. So the next time that you go out and seek to make a change, to do something different, to have a goal or an aspiration or, or you have a desire bubble up inside of you, you 
have a track record of results that you can stand on, that you can look back on and say, I've already done this, which means that I can achieve more. I can go on to that next thing. And then you have the opportunity to continue moving forward, which is what it's really all about, right? That's what having these goals and aspirations are. And and it it occurred to me here that, yeah, I think I made a generalization, Shai. So I want to (laughs) like, I want to make the family feud. Buzzer. Okay. So we're going to enter a correction. And correct the correction, here, correcting okay. the record here. I made a generalization in saying that everyone has wants and goals and desires and aspirations. Now, I, I think that that's true, but maybe not everyone has identified the fact that they want things and have aspirations and desires. So maybe if you're at the place where you're like, look, I hear you ladies, but I don't even know what I want. And, the, and that visualizing the future thing, I just can't think about this. What don't you want? Is it easier for you to think about the things in your life that you don't want than it is for you to think about the things that you do want? Some of us are negatively, more negatively oriented inside our minds, and that's okay. Some people have to be more scrutinizing in the world or we wouldn't have order in order for us all to move forward and function as a society. We need that. So if you have that more orientation that needs to say, you know what, this is what I don't want in order to figure out what it is that you do want and that aspiration that you do have, uh, I think that that can be a good avenue for doing so. So just needed to put that official correction onto the record. All right. We will consider the record officially corrected here (laughs) as we close out on this edition of the Infinite Energy Podcast. We hope that this has been helpful for you, that you heard something that, that inspired you that maybe you didn't know or that certainly is motivating you to activate your energy towards achieving the goals that you set for yourself and as always, this episode comes at you with love from your sisters, Kay and Chai. This podcast was a production of Angel Phoenix Productions. Explore more episodes of this show or other great shows on the Angel Phoenix Podcast Network by visiting angelphoenix.com. The views expressed in this show do not necessarily represent those of Angel Phoenix Productions or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners.